We've made it, Ariane. We have. We've made it. Yeah. We're all the way at the end. At the finish oh my line. God. At the finish line. Of a, sort of. Yeah, sort the of. finish line we set for ourselves right now. Yeah. At least for now. Because this is all Universal has for us. Yeah. I don't think I can wait like two more years or three more years. <laughs> That's how long I have to wait? Yeah. When's the next one coming out? I have no clue. <laughs> I, I, I usually would know, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they would have already started to film it if they haven't already. Um, but pandemic yeah i don't know i think this film should be the least of the pandemic's worries right now (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know how far they're gonna go from here yeah how do you unjump a shark once you've jumped it again like yeah yeah definitely but even dumber somehow but cool but cool well i had so much fun did they did they maybe they unjumped the shark maybe they did maybe they did but I also feel like they really didn't. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Sim- <laughs> simply simply because in the last maybe like 10, 20 minutes, it's like the culmination of all the insane shit that has been introduced throughout the film. And yeah. then the last like 10 minutes or so, you're kind of like, oh, okay. It's okay. I wouldn't say they jumped it again, but it's it's crazy, but it's underwhelming compared to jumping a sports car through three Abu Dhabi towers. Um, yeah. But but it's still pretty fun. While also dropping said cars out of out of a plane with parachutes yeah. in the same goddamn film. In the same goddamn film. Those two moments could each they are in the same film could each be like their own separate giant yeah. piece. For sure. Oh, wait, no, I completely even forgot about like the best part about to me, the whole film. And like, they they no, that's that's. Oh, my God. It just the oh, we'll get to it later. I completely yeah. forgot about it. But it's like I feel like we're part. speaking in in code. We are. And we need to, we need to get we need to get to um, it. I'm so sorry. I think. Yeah, I think people know. People know. People know. Welcome to Franchise presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season. We go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises, one film at a time, as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad, and what makes a franchise work. And I don't know if we will ever figure that out. (laughs) We're your hosts, John Foster, and I'm here with who? Ariane and Nancy Pitcher. My daughter. Ariane, we have been at this Mm -hmm. for one and a half years. Yeah, we have. Like, we started. That's crazy. the Fast and Furious thing that we've been doing, mm-hmm. as we mentioned on the on way Patreon. back when on the first episode on Patreon for the Patreon Cinecast. And it was like January of, of last year, 2020, yeah. I think. And yeah, and we had no idea to come to this. Mm-hmm. And now we've made it all the way to what is officially for now the final episode of season one. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm surprised that we we got here quicker than i anticipated (laughs) because i thought this film was gonna get pushed back for another year but alas i was wrong um and i'm glad that i was wrong but um yeah i actually like it's kind of surreal because we kept talking about how like oh yeah when we get to f9 when we get to f9 and then f9 Mm -hmm. is here and yeah it it doesn't feel real yeah, it's f- <laughs> yeah. F- F9 here. God damn it, Ariane. You and your titles. Yeah. <laughs> your I title. just sounded you. Finally here. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Every episode I take some stupid shit, yeah. Ariane says. Yeah. 
But I've already made the artwork for this one. Yeah, so, so too bad. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> Release the F9. Alternate titles. Um, yeah, it's the alternate title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that it took this long in some respects, but also, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud of us for sticking through it. For and then sure. we created a whole new podcast out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to be here at this final stage of season one. As we mentioned, you know, you know, we're talking about F9. You clicked on the episode, yeah. but. You know, we will, you know, catch up on any future episodes, you know, future side missions or future releases of like Furious 10 and 11, whenever those come out. Um, We'll we'll do those. We'll do those as episodes and we'll tuck it into the feed. Mm -hmm. But for now, this is it. This is it. This is the end. And it's uh, it's been it's been bittersweet. It has kind of fun that we're here now. Um, I can't believe. I finally got to see a Fast and Furious movie on big screen again. Me too. Not once, but twice. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> I got to see it once in the cinemas and then once at home. Um, yeah. So I got the full experience. But yeah, it's surreal. Oh, you got shaky cam view on the second time. No, I did not. I got it in 1080p, motherfucker. Like, Oh, you found a good one? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I didn't think that's released yet. Oh, that's cool. I, I wish I, I would have known that. I wouldn't have wasted my money. I'm very good at, at um, <laughs> scoping things out. Yeah, well, I'm usually pretty good, but I, every time I was trying to find it, it was all like some bro with a fucking video camera that you can't. Yeah, probably got straight. caught and then fined. Um, yeah, yeah, and you got that Jerry Seinfeld fucking steady hand. That's such a good episode of Seinfeld. He uh, <laughs> gets bullied into pirating movies. I would pay to see Fast and Furious um, through Seinfeld vision. Whereas yeah. they like add in Seinfeld <laughs> right after. He's got the best cuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He would play Mister Nobody's like um, superior officer. I feel like like he's the. Oh, there's man, somebody he's above higher nobody? up. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> would be above nobody. And so what about all these magnets? <laughs> you're saying they're using magnets. Magnets? How um, do they work? <laughs> <laughs> and Statham is like super afraid of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, maybe, maybe Jerry Seinfeld is the like leader of Etion. Oh my gosh, he's the voice. The <laughs> he's the voice. the voice. They obscure the voice <laughs> with an algorithm, so you won't know it's just. It's always <laughs> no, not sounding you like, like this. crime. <laughs> well, Ariane, <laughs> we may as well get into this. Yeah. It's going to be a beast of an episode, mm-hmm. so let's do it. Anthony Lane of The New Yorker said, The acting is of a soaring ineptitude. The deeper Diesel emotes, the more he resembles a man who dabbed too much wasabi on his tuna roll. <laughs> uh, Leonard Malton, good old Leonard Malton, he said, does a so-called summer movie have to be brain dead? I don't believe it. But then, I don't believe the preposterous going-ons in F9, part of what's now being called the Fast Saga. Incoherence reigns supreme. I mean, okay, Leonard Maltin, we've been going through this every episode. Every These episode. people trying to call things brain dead. And fair enough, whatever. It's, you know, smooth brain, brain dead, kind of same thing. But... I am totally on board with him being confused of why it's called the Fast Saga now. Yeah. Where did this come from? I thought the Fast Saga referred to the whole thing, but it turns out I was wrong. Um, 
<laughs> the Fast Saga is just this one. Was, uh-huh. Yeah, that's not a saga. That's, that's not, a movie. The Fast Saga. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, because I've been alternating titles now since they decided to call it the Fast Saga. So I don't know if it's like, is this the Fast Saga? I thought it was F nine colon the Fast Saga. Yeah, or is it Fast and Furious movies? You know, I don't know. Is it a colloquial term for the Fast and Furious movies? It'd be great because I hate calling it the Fast and Furious franchise, even though that's like the the title of our podcast, (laughs) franchise. Yeah, but the Fast Saga. Yeah. I hate the title of our podcast now. Thanks a lot, Arian. Oh, you great. Made me hate it. Good. Good. That's I'm a hater. Um. <laughs> All right, Mark Commode. Gang. Here we go. <laughs> He's always like horny on something. Let's see how how he feels about this. Horny you know, for me. He was really up for that. Yeah, up for that action a few episodes ago. Uh, Mark Commode said, "The action is either funny or dull." It's neither gripping or genuinely exciting. Okay, not into the action this time. <laughs> so to give it heft, they keep going back to the one thing Vin Diesel does. An extravagantly stupid collection of bits. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be what's written on my tombstone. An extravagant collection of bits. Extravagantly stupid. Yeah, extravagantly stupid collection of bits. Yeah. No, that's, that's, no, that's it. Yeah. Clarice Laurie of Independent UK said, in this ninth installment, it's still delivering what audiences truly want. Cars, where cars absolutely should not be. Yeah, I mean, cars in space. Cars in space. Elon Musk decided that that was cool. So They said fuck Elon Musk with their whole chest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tesla up there? Fuck that. Pontiac Fiero. Pontiac Fiero. (laughs) <laughs> that Sean uh, strapped to it himself. Uh, a rocket to it. Um, <laughs> Hannah Strong. Gang. Why lies. Hey, bestie. Hannah, con- congrats, congrats on, on your, your book, Sophia bestie. Coppola book. That's sick. Compelling nonsense. How I've missed that. So true. I remember Hannah tweeting out, uh, I think roughly when this film was released, like, can't believe I got to see a Fast and Furious movie again or something mm-hmm. like that. It was kind of funny. It was yeah. funny to see. It's just like, yeah. I remember I, I messaged her being like, where did you get those Fast and Furious pajamas? And she said, Asda. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. There is <laughs> like, I don't live by an Asda anymore. <laughs> yeah. Asda's got the Fast um, 9 merchandise on, on lock right now. Oh, my God. Will you buy me Asda Fast 9 merch? <laughs> if they but my birthday's it. coming up. So Uh-oh. those are some yeah. ideas for you and Phil. <laughs> Phil and I like uh, the other day recorded an episode for Space Jam A New Legacy. Mm. And then we like both somehow the following Monday when we were recording our most recent episode for the main timeline, both had Space Jam shirts without telling each oh, other. Bought at Asta? No, uh, I got mine at Tesco. Phil got his at Primark, oh, okay. I think. But like just randomly. Okay. Like, I had mine on oh just God. to show off. It's like, oh, look what I got. And he was like, dude, yesterday. And then he went Wait. and he had not one, but two <laughs> Space Jam shirts. What the fuck is going on with our brains? <laughs> That's why oh we need God. Phil on this, because Phil and I have a like a weird symbiosis going on in our brains. And then you and I have one. And then we can yeah. all have it. It'll be a trifecta. We all share like half a yeah. brain cell each between yeah. us because of all those stupid movies. So that we, we each have a, a third Willingly. of a half of a brain cell. A third of a, <laughs> yeah, a third of a half of a brain cell. The math yeah. checks out. 
Charlotte O'Sullivan of the London Evening Standard said, man, it's fun. Partly that's because the action set pieces, if not quite up to Mission Impossible or MCU standards, really are choreographed with flair. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think their set pieces are kind of like, in this film, kind of just as cool as Mission Impossible, at least, you know. I mean, maybe no one has the kind of money and bullshit that, you know, Marvel's throwing around, but hey, this they don't have solid like Scientology behind them on this one, so they mm-hmm. like lower your expectations. Lower your um, expectations. Sorry, Mad TV. Um, no Peter Travers this time from the Rolling Stone, but K. Austin Collings of Rolling Stone said, "F nine gets bogged down, way, way down. It becomes a lot of movies at once. Some fly, some don't, but the some." Effect is that it winds up spinning its wheels. It's hyperkinetic delights awash in too many strands of background drama. Oh, wait. Peter Travers works for ABC News now? What the fuck? He said, (laughs) as usual, the plot is stupid beyond saving, but the vehicular action is insanely entertaining. That's a fair trade-off for the adrenaline junkie and all of us who only wants vroom cranked up to 11. Consider it done. Dude, Peter Travers. Oh my God. He gets it. Let's get to it. Skirt, skirt. Medals around my neck because I won. Ariane, we were rolling with the fast and the furious. We had to act a fool with Too Fast, Too Furious. We did a Tokyo Drift with the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. We saw blood on the motorway and better luck tomorrow. Things got crazy, you know, with K, with Fast and Furious. But that's how we roll, especially when watching Fast Five. And we own it when we're talking Furious Six. It was a long day with Furious Seven, but we did see you again when we had to go off on Fate of the Furious. And just when we felt like we were just getting started with Hobbs and Shaw, we found ourselves in the fast lane for the end of season one of Franchise with F9. Or F9 calling the fast saga? F9 calling the fast saga. I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time. But things changed. Oh, Father, now, I will always be in your heart. Little Brian, I have a gift for you. Your daddy gave me this. Now I'm going to give it to you. It's very special. It's for protection from what's coming. All right, Dom, what's next? No matter how fast you are. I am not too big compared to you. No one outruns their past. I am more easy, you trying your best to become me. And mine just caught up to me. Been a long time, Dom. So we're up against a master thief. Assassin, high performance driver, 
Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. Dominic Toretto, Ben Diesel, of course, is living the quiet life off the grid with Letty Ortiz, Michelle Rodriguez, and his little son, Brian. But they know the danger always lurks just over the peaceful horizon. This time, that threat forces Dom to confront the sins of his past to save those he loves most. His crew soon comes together to stop a world-shattering plot by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered. Dom's forsaken brother? Jacob Toretto. Played by John Cena! And his name is John Cena! It's the 2021 action spy car racing science fiction film directed by a returning Justin Lin. And co-written by Justin Lin and newcomer Daniel Casey. Ariane, let's get to it. We've been waiting for this. This is basically what we've been, you know, getting to this entire saga, trying to get to this moment. Hot takes out the gate on F9, the fast saga, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 9. Man, you know I love a Justin Lin picture. (laughs) That's all we need to say. I'm I'm a big fan. (laughs) I'm a big fan of Mr. Lin. And I think I know everybody's like, Oh, this is the stupid. Does it make sense? Does it have to, yeah. though? Like, does it have to? If it connected the dots from the first movie <laughs> all the way to the eighth in the span of what, like two hours, then I think it did its mm-hmm. job. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I really appreciate that Chris Morgan wasn't. Yeah, dude. Oh, like, my God. As, I really, really did. Oh, my God. Um, because despite all the insanity and the, I do agree, some, at some points of the film, it was quite like disorganized and a little disorienting. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Justin Lin behind the wheel in the front seat, but also co-writing the film, is that I think he made sure that he, everybody had something to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the most I've seen of Ramsey, the most I've seen of Letty, and the most I've seen of Mia in a really, Absolutely. really long time. And I really appreciated that I got to see them do something, which is such a low bar, obviously. But they're they are some of my favorite characters. I wish Suki was mm-hmm. back. Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> she's bring pre, the you know, she's back. pre Justin Lin, so you know, no, no relationship. Yeah, she's pre Lin. <laughs> yeah, I had so much fun. I saw it at the cinema. It was my last trip to the cinema before everything locked down here again. And I had the time of my life. I thought that it was really funny. At least it's the bare minimum self-awareness these films have to have in the sense that they can poke fun at themselves mm-hmm. uh, overtly. And it's not even a smart thing. It's just like, a, it's silly. We know we're a bit silly and indulge us for a little bit of silliness for two hours. Yeah. And I really liked it. Um, I didn't appreciate them casting a villain that you can't really see half the time. Um like he's just yeah invisible. i don't know why they did that this, that's a bit weird i know the invisible man um is a film that already yeah. came out and then so, they also just um, did it in Hobbs and shaw like where there's basically a I know, big they baddie did it that you can't see in the entire film so it's like yeah it does do they For even sure. exist yeah i love the um ford versus ferrari ripoff in the beginning <laughs> of the film and throughout yeah. the film I thought it was so I was Justin Lin was like 
this is cinema, yeah. okay? Like, <laughs> you came here to see a movie? I'll give you movie. I'll give you some of that yellow tinge flashback grain. Yeah. I'll give you Michael Rooker. I'm so glad he gave yeah. me Michael Rooker. Shout out Merle one Definitely. time. We need that uh, fast, and, sorry, fast and Furious, Walking Dead crossover. Yeah, the Walking Dead to Fast and Furious yeah. pipeline. Yeah, I'm going to make that happen. Mm. I mean, dude, if they're, if they're going to do like, you know, Fast and Furious in the Jurassic Park world, we may as well have Fast and Furious oh, versus yeah. zombies. Can you imagine like them running oh my over gosh, zombies? Yeah. Like, yeah, Letty on her motorcycle? Come yeah, on. just like with her back wheel, like just like just shredding a zombie's head. Shredding know? a zombie's head, yeah. <laughs> this is what dreams are made yeah. of. F9 is what dreams are made of. Hey now, hey now. Um, I, I think that like once you get past, once you get past this expectation of, oh, maybe this film will be intelligent, mm-hmm. I think you, you know, you can actually enjoy a fast and furious film you can enjoy something stupid and i know that there's lots of conversation to be had about how like oh but what does this say about the market what does this say about you know what we expect from the industry and Mm -hmm. what the industry thinks of its audience and i'm like maybe not the fast and furious like maybe this is not the intellectual that are like battleground people should be like harping on absolutely um, if i'm making any sense at all but um, I really, really liked it. I had so much fun. I love that they finally addressed that Roman is virtually indestructible. Yeah. I love Han. I think I cried when Han came back. <laughs> Justice for Han. <laughs> Me and my brother were literally looking at each other like we were glassy-eyed. And I'm like, we're both so insane right now. <laughs> like, we know he's not dead. Yeah. We saw it in the trailer. But then when that whole, oh my God, the stupid thing with the postcard of yeah. like, <laughs> and the Mexican flag in the middle of Tokyo, yeah, yeah. you're kind of just like, oh, it's hot. It's so um, and then he shows up and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> my bestie. And yeah, uh, it, they don't even explain how he died. Uh, it's just smoke and mirrors, yeah, baby. Yeah. The whole um, thing is just so silly. The whole thing. Just the complete so cop silly. out but it's like whatever yeah <laughs> and i think john cena was excellent uh, yeah you, know, you can see absolutely. him he was excellent Ex- like, absolutely i he's an actor yeah I, <laughs> this was the first fast and furious movie i had seen in cinema since probably the second or third one wow i think i can't remember if i saw tokyo drift in cinema or if i just saw it like on tv Damn. or something but i definitely saw the mm-hmm. first two so getting back to the cinema because of this series to see a Fast and Furious movie was like super fun. I yeah. said it on last week's episode. I probably like would have loved Hobbs and Shaw a lot more if, if I saw it in the cinema. Because it's like in the cinema, yeah. you can just just, you know, turn your bullshit off and just watch something stupid. And it's just like it's big and dumb and it's fun. And that's how yeah. this was. But I liked it so much more. Then in Hobbs and Shaw as well, I actually genuinely had a great time yeah. with this film. It was so fun. Same. It was stupid Same. as fuck for sure. But I mean, I don't care. At this point, that's like what I'm expecting from these films. There's going to be yeah. a lot of stupid shit. I also think it's a lot more coherent in their stupid shit compared to Fast. Compared to Fate of the Furious. Absolutely. Compared yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Compared to Furious 7, which was like eight movies in one movie. Yeah, this is maybe like six movies yeah. in one movie. I think if, if like, Paul Walker didn't pass away and you didn't have like that sort of emotional 
like send off for the character of Brian mm-hmm. in Furious Seven that I don't think it would have been like as good, and it would have yeah. taken away from the film. But because there was all that like emotion around it, it really added a lot and propped that film up. It made you kind yeah. of deal with the fact that yeah, they just jumped the fucking shark with this film, jumping like fucking car through three buildings. In this one, like yeah, they went to fucking space, but they went to fucking it was, space. It was fun and like stupid and fun, and I can deal with it. And it wasn't too over the top. Yeah, it was, and it's the two people that should have gone to space. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Oh my god! Like, like out of even any of them, the line like I was thinking it the second watch. Because I went to see it again just to kind of refresh before we did this episode because I saw it when it came out. Um, but we had a few weeks between, you know, us seeing yeah, it and recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, so I watched it again. And like, but when it was about to happen, I was just like, the, the two people that go up are like the two. And that's what I like. You have already sort of said it. Like Justin Lin comes in, comes back, helps write it. Chris Morgan's not there. Uh, we don't have The Rock. Like, and I said in the last film, I thought I wanted The Rock and Jason Statham in a film together and it'd be kind of a fun time. But to be honest, I thought it was kind of a little too much. And like now The yeah. Rock's not in this. And it's like, you, it's refreshing. yeah, it's refreshing. Everyone's got more time and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to do like Justin Lin gives everyone a little bit of something and it's awesome. And like Roman is like continually kind of being like, you know, picked out like he normally is, like by particularly yeah. Tej. And Ramsey, but Roman is a badass in this film and he does awesome yeah. shit throughout the entire film. And then you get those he two stands his fucking ground. Yeah. Like you get those you know? two going up into space and like Roman says, like, who would have thought like, it's you amazing. know, two kids out of the like the ghetto, like in space, ain't nobody gonna believe us. And like Tesh is like, Yep. And it's just like yeah. such a nice moment because it's like, yeah, those it's two like moment. are the two like you would definitely like could you imagine Tyrese and like Ludacris like just Tyrese and Ludacris just being in space is hilarious. Yeah. So it's like the the first baby boy cast member in space. <laughs> um, Unless you want to count I've Snoop Dogg um being yeah. in space in music videos, the, I think. Ludacris would be the first um Justin Bieber collaborator to to go to space. <laughs> um, and I think that's I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um Cardi B, when Cardi showed up, I was like I'm so glad she's gonna be in the next one because they they underutilized her. Um, yeah, they. I, I mean, she was just like kind of funny. Yeah, we'll get to that when we get into the actual film. But it was like yeah. she was funny, hard, like you know, as usual, kind of hard to understand um, what she's saying. <laughs> uh, but also, it was sort of like, what, like, who is she? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, who is they, she meant to be? They do that yeah, a lot in this confusing. series where it's just like they bring they someone do. in and it's just sort of like. And Dom you're like, knows you're supposed them, to assume like, you know who that is. Huh? Yeah. Okay. From who? And then, oh, she knows the Magdalene <laughs> Shaw. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um, Helen Mirren was great. There's so many sort of like, again, I think it does a good job of working with what it has mm-hmm. in the sense that it has so much uh, backstory yeah. <laughs> to work with that's been set up. And they they do a good job of tying it together even though it's kind of stupid yeah but what else are you gonna do well i think he did a really good job with the backstory because like it's something that i thought was intriguing from that very first i remember talking about in that very first episode about the whole backstory because i think i was mostly laughing at the way vin diesel sounded when he was talking because he's so like you know yeah always so tough but when he when he talks he's kind of got the like like, it's almost like a weird thing 
It's mm. like, yeah. And it, you know, and it was yeah. really funny tell, Groot, telling that story to Brian about, you know, his yeah. father and the wrench and all that. And it's like an interesting thing. And then you get to see it play out. Like, like this is what happened. Like exactly. what. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. So it's that's like, why he it's pretty fun. Although they had to add the brother in. Uh, which is funny, oh, but John Cena, Jacob. John Cena is abs- absolutely awesome. He's great. Um, it's he's really yeah, it's this. it's interesting that he's in this. We'll get into it, I guess. But like, yeah, yeah. very funny. But anyway, it was announced in 2014 by Universal Pictures chairwoman Donna Langley that there would be at least three more Fast and Furious films after Furious Seven, and I guess that would be Fate of the Furious, F Nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hobbs and Shaw is what they were considering, but then also yeah. now they Fast knew Ten's coming. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Ten's getting split up. So what? Ten's getting the uh, Twilight. Yeah, the Breaking Dawn treatment. Yeah, yeah, or the Harry Potter. I guess Harry Potter did it the first. Hunger Games. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, and in 2017, Vin Diesel took to, of course. Where do you think he goes? He always goes to Instagram. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook Live. Right? With Justin Lin, who directed every film from the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift through Fast and Furious 6 to announce that Lin would be returning to the franchise for the ninth and 10th films. In April 2017, Vin Diesel announced that, of course, he and Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be returning as Dom and Luke Hobbs, respectively. And that Jordana Brewster would also be back as Mia Toretto after being retired Mm -hmm. in Furious 7. But the following year, Dwayne Johnson would say that he was unsure if he would return for the ninth film due to working on Hobbs and Shaw. And then he would confirm this in January of 2019 that he would definitely miss it. So we talked last week about Hobbs and Shaw, how it contributed yep. to Beef Watch and with the mm-hmm. film causing like the release of F9 to be pushed back. Lots of candy asses. But yeah, okay, so... I don't have a section here really for Beef Watch because we got most of it out of the way. Yeah, and Hobbs and Shaw. But it, there's been some interesting developments in the last oh. few weeks, um, particularly with Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson basically saying that he's done. That he showers. With the, oh, that he showers? <laughs> that he showers. <laughs> showers in baby oil. That's all um, I saw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because all the celebrities yeah. are talking about how they don't bathe their kids and shit. Fucking yeah. gross. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Dwayne Johnson has basically come out and said that he's done with the Fast and Furious Ooh. movies, that he's not doing them anymore. You missed bye bye, miss Hobbs and Shaw, too. I, I missed it. I don't know why I missed it. I've been I've been off. Yeah. I've been walking dead pill. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, my attention has been elsewhere. I don't know if that means Hobbs no and Shaw too. But mm. I don't know. It's interesting because there's a lot, and we'll get to it at the end of this. You know, when we're getting into the mm-hmm. film bit. But it's interesting, and I don't know what's going on with Hobbs and Shaw. So it's kind of strange. And yeah, yeah, like. He's said that he's done with Fast and Furious, but I don't know if that means he's not coming back for the 10th and 11th films, but he'd do Hobbs and Shaw, or if he's just done, period. So, still kind of up in the air. I mean, good for him. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned this last week, but he came in like, you know, at the right, at the right time. time, helped them but I think, go over yeah. the edge and become, you know, one of the biggest franchises in the world. 
And then I think overstayed his yeah. welcome. And but not really. That's not really his fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course not. I, I mean, if you're, if you're getting paid, you know, mm-hmm. millions to just like go like phone in a performance, who cares really, right? You take the yeah. money. <laughs> like, although the money. he claims exactly. he claims that he's like always like, I'm always going to put on performance. You know, it's going to be 100%, when I put in my performance, call people boy, and uh, lay the smack it down on Vin Diesel. But, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know what where his head is, like, uh, you know, because he, I, it just, I don't know if it's just gotten too much, this whole beef with him and Vin Diesel. Yeah, I think it's a lot, and I think that definitely affects, like, the workplace dynamic, mm-hmm. for sure. And given what we've heard, not really what we know, but given what we've heard about how their working relationship was last, yeah. meaning sort of, you know, fade of the furious, not sharing any screen time together, refusing to be on set together, I feel like that would be a difficult film to shoot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, it was like he was not missed in this. We've talked about how all these characters mm-hmm. got so much more to do. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the lack of shock. Yeah. He, That's sorry. Lack, lack of, of Hobbs. Hobbs. He wasn't in it. He wasn't like. You know, it's just that thing of like when he's on screen, he's you know he's he's someone to watch. It's just like there was not much going on with the, in the last couple of films anyway. Like the yeah. fact that he's not after them and he's a part of their crew and they're working together isn't yeah. as interesting as him being on the chase. And yeah, when sure. he's on screen, he demands a lot of presence, and then that means other people have to take a back seat. But now you get For like sure. Roman's back, Roman motherfucking Pierce's back. Roman Tej and Ramsey are doing cool shit. Like Tej getting to show Ramsey off his gets fighting. to do shit. Yeah, yeah. like Ramsey gets to drive for once. Absolutely, Good and that's God. such a fun little Finally. segment. It's just such a really fun cool. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we get John Cena coming. And so, did you see how Vin Diesel like announced John Cena? Uh, he said that the spirit of Paul Walker came to him. Yeah, when he was <laughs> yeah. meditating. Yeah, I was. I I remember. I. That day when that headline dropped, I was like, this is my entire life. Like, yes, so true. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because he was on, like, Instagram, I think. And, yeah, just, like, had John Cena just appear. He's like, I've got someone to be in the next movie. And then John Cena just appears and just, like. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's hilarious. I've got someone to appear in the next movie. Nobody is behind him. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> gonna milk these motherfucking john cena jokes yeah but i mean it's so funny that it's john cena because of Dwayne. it's almost like he got john because cena because of, of the rock of Dwayne. Yeah. yeah it's it feels very high school yeah. i feel like if john cena if, if vin diesel is like the mean girl that has been wronged by the new girl he would bring up the new girl's old nemesis from her old <laughs> yeah. high school yeah to be on their prom committee or whatever the equivalent yeah is. absolutely um, yeah, because like yeah. John Cena obviously like came through WWE. Obviously, if you know anything about John Cena and The Rock, they both are wrestlers. And John Cena was always sort of like the next Rock. He was the one who, yeah, is I mean, WWE always has their like one guy that they go to to like do everything. And John Cena had that charisma that could get him into films as well. So he took a similar career trajectory, and they both go into Hollywood. Doing the tangs. Whereas John Cena was always still sticking to wrestling. Whereas The Rock like went off to Hollywood and kind of left wrestling behind. 
and he'd come back mm-hmm. every so often and they had their big like once in a lifetime meeting and they just totally ripped each other uh, just ripped each other to, to shreds. shreds in these promos and stuff where it seemed like it was getting a little too personal and John Cena was like going to the rock about like how hey you left wrestling you left WWE you said it, this is your home but you're never here and you come back when yeah. you when it's convenient to you and it's just like I go and do some movies and I come back you know I'm always here I'm always here I'm here every week and then yeah. now John Cena's done the exact same thing doing the exact same that thing that The Rock did yeah, which is kind sure. of funny but yeah. I can't blame him he's fucking older now and you can't like wrestling's very physical he's back right now yeah. as we're recording this in 2021 but he's mm-hmm. you know he's older and he's a hell of a lot more famous now when it comes to films he's having a fucking year oh for sure like and he's also, I think he has a better filmography than The Rock, just mm. objectively. The Rock kind of makes the, the Rock same movie have pulled over off and train over. Wreck. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, The Rock definitely can. And have I think John Cena has wreck. has sort of a range of chops yeah. that The Rock doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's funny. It just seems like it's more beef on top. So maybe that's why The Rock didn't come on board. But anyway, Chris Morgan, who had been with the series since Tokyo Drift as well. And even stayed on after Lynn left, wrote films seven and eight. But he also went off to write Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. So in this mm-hmm. void, Justin Lynn took up writing duties for F9 and he hired Daniel Casey to help write the screenplay with him. And Casey had previously worked on Tim Cloverfield Lane. I think he was like uncredited rewrites. And then he also did the 2018 sci fi action film called Kin which I've not seen, and I don't know what it is. I've not seen that. But he's not done a lot, and it's kind of interesting. I was reading an interview about Justin, like with Justin Lin talking about writing this film, and he was, it just seems like at this point they have a formula where it's just like mm-hmm. they have a loose story, and they're kind of writing it as they go while they're filming yeah. the film and making shit up as they go. Um, yeah. <laughs> just kind of going with it. And it yeah. shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I think he did a good job. He, you know, he did a really good job. I think really like yeah. brought a lot back into the film. You know, a lot of heart. He tied it all together. Yeah, because he's also like you could tell that Justin Lin is a fan of like the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think we've said it before. Like he he knows what to pay homage to. He knows what to reference, and he knows that. Like the the real diehard fans will care about the stuff that he puts in. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I think he did a really good job writing this. Definitely. Um, for what it is, you know. But yeah. All right. Well, let's get into what it is. It's the movie here. We open in mm-hmm. California, circa 1989. So we're going back in time for the first time ever. We're getting a Fast and Furious movie that's being done, like in a nonlinear storyline. Uh, where mm-hmm. a man by the name of Jack Toretto, played by J.D. Pardo, is the father of Dom and Mia Toretto, is racing in a stock car race. A teenage Dom, played by Vinnie Bennett, and his younger brother, yes, Dom and Mia, have a brother now. Have a brother. Named Jacob. The middle child. The middle child. <laughs> and that's why he's not there. Middle child syndrome sends people off, I guess. Uh, he's <laughs> played by a Finn Cole. From Peaky Blinders. From Peaky Blinders. Uh, And they're working in the pit crew. Dom argues with the rival racer as Jacob is working under the hood. And when Jack Toretto resumes the race, the rival racer clips his car and causes him to flip in the air, hitting the wall and explode, killing Jack instantly. 
and Dom attempts to run on the track, but he's held back by a pit crew member and family friend. Merle. Buddy. Played by Michael Rooker. Here we go. Yondu. Yeah, what a dude. Merle. What a dude, man. (laughs) And we see uh, Dom and Jacob just mourning their father's death. Then we go into the present. Dom, Vin Diesel now, of course, and his wife, Letty, Michelle Rodriguez, are living off the grid with their son, Brian. An unknown car drives up onto their property, and Dom tells Brian to hide, which is kind of weird that they had this whole yeah, thing set up. Yeah, ghost protocol. What if something yeah. actually happened? Would they just would he just be left down there? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Does he know? They just leave the kid. What happens next? Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like they just left the kid. Um, they call Big Brian. Yeah, I mean, they did. Did they? I mean, they yeah, they, they, they allude Allegedly. to, but yeah, it's just sort they of. They allude to it, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Dom. Brian is with his cousins. Dom tells Brian to hide and Letty, him and Letty arm up. But oh no, it's just Roman. Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> it's just Roman. Tej Parker. And they carpool. <laughs> <laughs> Ludacris. And Ramsey, Natalie Emanuel, arriving to inform the two that they received a distress signal from Mr. Nobody. Like Kurt Russell, just in a video, mm-hmm. whose plane has been shot down by rogue agents after he managed to catch Cypher. I want to see that. Like, that's some shit you want to see. I want to see, yeah, the, the movie where uh, Kurt Russell tracks down Charlize Theron. Yeah. I want to see that movie. Like, she seems so crafty. Like, you know. Yeah. We get- I want to see when she <laughs> changes her hair. Yeah. <laughs> and if she is repentful for her dreadlocks. Maybe that's what, if she repents yeah. for her dreadlocks. Maybe she at all. should repent yeah. for that horrible bowl cut as well. But uh I kinda like it. But like maybe that's when he caught her when she was getting her hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> she's She's at the salon getting a bowl she was interrupted (laughs) she let herself like have a moment to herself yeah yeah well the plane crashed in monte quinto which is a fictional location in central america so oh my god we have fictional locations now oh my god Um, that does not exist uh yeah so letty agrees to help them and gives little brian her cross which turns out to be a toretto family insignia we now know uh, they all have one, and but also a <laughs> tracking device. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a cool cross that was a memento. Then it turned out it was a tracking device. Now it's a tracking yeah. device that is also a family insignia that all of the Toretto's seem to have. Have uh, yeah. <laughs> after Letty leaves, Dom ends up replaying the distress signal, and he realizes that the person who captured Mister Nobody has said cross. Just like his. So he races to the runway to meet the team. <laughs> so we get this big action scene. Here's our big opening action sequence. Mm-hmm. So they arrive in Monte Quinto to the mm-hmm. crash site. And in the plane, they discover one half of the device named Project Ares or the God of War so Ares, yeah. which can hack into any weapon system. Of course it can. What are they? I mean, I love it's this. It's the God's Eye thing I, all yeah, over again. I love this film, but they keep creating these things that are just so stupid. Yeah. They make no Fickle sense. Fickle cyber terrorism. Yeah. yeah. It's just, and they keep, they like, it's like they one up action set, set pieces, but then they also one up like bullshit 
yeah. weapons that make Bullshit no sense weapons. that they don't yeah. bother to explain. They just go, oh, it can hook in any, you know, weapon system. Cool. All right. Like, I feel like w- what is this technology? That says a lot. Yeah, I feel like that says a lot about Hollywood in this or like, a, you know, the fears that the American military have is that their biggest concern <laughs> isn't safety. It's that their weapons could be hacked. Yeah. Um, like, that's yeah. like every movie's biggest yeah. concern in the wrong hands. These nukes like every Olympus has fallen, every White House down, all that shit. Like they are yeah. afraid of people hacking into their nukes i mean um, the f- whole fate of the furious like was about them hacking into nukes, nukes. <laughs> so yeah it's like, exactly yeah it's fucking dumb all right so, so they're ambushed when they find this piece uh they're inside the plane mr nobody's nowhere to be found they mention they need to save him but mm-hmm. they'd leave him what happens to mr nobody like we don't know he can't die he's never like, that's he's never that's shown. established like yeah, what the he's fuck? never shown that's the he's one shown that, in a flashback yeah they show him in a flashback Once. but that doesn't matter because that's a flashback they show him yeah. in the distress signal but that's it and we don't know that's it it's like they forgot like yeah maybe they save him in 10 yeah i mean they're gonna have to but like they don't yeah. even mention it again and it's fucking yeah, 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 weird. So now we need yeah, hashtag justice for Mr. Nobody because like justice for Mr. What Nobody. happened to him? They just they were like they go they go oh we have to save Mr. Nobody, and then they don't then they mention don't. it at all. They don't even try. They don't. They don't. No and one brings that it up. Is Jacob's fault because I think Dom becomes so overwhelmed the fact that the brother that he exiled is still alive. <laughs> yeah. um, that he forgets about the man that, you know, saved his life, yeah. brought his family back together, gave him who knows how much in government contracts. Yeah. Um, they're freelancers for the government, by the way. Like, this is yeah. silly. A mysterious wing like, of government as well. <laughs> yeah. They only, like, mention Mr. Nobody when, oh, yeah, Mr. Nobody has this base. Or, oh, yeah, Mr. Nobody yeah. knows how to do this. But and, what about Mr. Like, Nobody? <laughs> yeah, but what about Mr. Nobody, though? Yeah. Uh, well, they're ambushed by this private army, and Roman motherfucking Pierce is back. He gets shot at by mm-hmm. like fourteen dudes. He doesn't get he hit. He jumps on one of these dudes. He gets his assault rifle and just unloads on all of the guys. And he's the last man standing. Roman is invincible. Roman is invincible. Um, love it, like the comic book character. I. Um, I loved that sequence so much. I was so like, oh my this God. is great. <laughs> what I thought was so super great. funny about that sequence, though, at the end when he's just like, holy shit, I can't believe that just happened. His jacket, you can actually see, see some like burns and <laughs> yes. holes like in smoking. And yeah. I'm like, there is not a scratch on Rome. Yeah. At all. Did he have a, like, it's insane. Did he have like a, a vest on? There are something? no wounds. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we would have noticed, yeah. wouldn't we? It's so like, funny. Th- this is the franchise so well known for tight t-shirts yeah. that I think you could tell if somebody <laughs> yeah. was wearing Kevlar underneath one. Well, the team then takes to the jungle. They're fleeing the ar- fleeing from the army. Letty is carrying half of Project Ares in her bike. We don't know where the other yeah. half is yet. Driving scenes are very reminiscent of like Return of the Jedi, like an indoor forest. Like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. driving through the forest and there's like, you know, it just feels like fucking Star Wars. It is Star Wars. 
arguably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Robin arrives and he slams into one of the cars and they, uh, and then they all like reach. Please, we're compensating now. <laughs> and then they all reach the area where there's these signs posted saying Campo de Minas, a.k.a. Minefield. But Roman doesn't speak Spanish, yes. so he has no idea what the fuck it says. Uh, the army doesn't follow them, so they have to drive at least 80 miles per hour to avoid blowing up if they drive over a mine, which is dumb as fuck. Roman's big-ass tank dumb truck well. that he's in uh, can't go that fast, and he ends up blowing up, and he gets thrown up into a rock face where he's like wedged between two rocks, and below yeah, him- very 127 hours. Yeah, <laughs> and below him directly is a mine. Yep. He managed to climb out the- the front of the truck, like out of the windscreen and falls down, doesn't hit the mine. And he manages to make a run for it just as the truck falls down, hits the mine, blows up. And it looks like it lands on Roman and crushes him to death. Yeah. And, um, Tej and, uh, Ramsey are, are in the beginnings of being devastated about it. <laughs> and then here comes Roman. He's, He's invincible. Oh, he, is, he is invincible. <laughs> He's invincible. He's indestructible. <laughs> I love the conversation they have about being invincible and stuff a little bit later in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's so dumb. Um, but what I love in this film is that like now it is a superhero movie because one, Roman can't die. Yeah. And two, uh, Dom is the Hulk. Confirmed. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Dom and Letty are getting chased by more people. Roman is now with Ramsey and Tej as they drive across this rope bridge. And this is stupid as fuck. They just managed to make over the rope bridge as they 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 break the bridge when they get on it. Yeah. And uh they're driving up a rope bridge somehow. It doesn't make sense. And then they just come it doesn't, flying out. The physics out. of it, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> so stupid. And then, and then Dom. Um, I wonder. I think the reveal was here, wasn't it, or was it before? Uh, it oh, before. it's yeah, it's just here, yeah, because Letty is on her bike and she gets sideswiped yeah. by a car, and uh, she goes flying into the air as Dom swoops in to catch her on the hood of his car we get this again just like in fast yeah fucking stupid Um, and then jacob john cena swoops in to get the other get the half of project aries that had fallen out of letty's bike and he drives off but he gives a really good stare down to dom and dom's like what the fuck (laughs) and letty's like yo that was jacob right that was jacob (laughs) that was jacob (laughs) Dom and Letty chase him, but he drives off a cliff only to be picked up by a passing plane or a drone. Like he got abducted by a UFO and it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And Dom and Letty are still getting chased by helicopters. So they get to the destroyed bridge that the others went over and. (sighs) They Tarzan it. Yeah. Tarzan. Does this happen? He runs into the fucking cable and he just goes flying off the cliff and he swings over to the yeah. other sides it's so he traps, stupid he traps the rope bridge in like the wheel yeah and then he of the swings axle, yeah. <laughs> yeah of the axle and i don't know how he releases it <laughs> yeah from the axle to land on 
the other side with like yeah Roman and Tej and, and Ramsey, but uh, that makes sense. This isn't and even the dumbest thing that he does in the film because like he no, does it, it again isn't. later, but even he, dumber. Yeah, like I don't know. Actually, this might have been one of the dumbest ones, but it's so stupid. It's oh like, no, the the, the Hulk moment is yeah, I think, the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, point yeah, in yeah. The movie. Yeah, but I'm talking about uh, in a vehicle. He does another in a vehicle big, yeah. stupid thing. He does another end. big stupid. Yeah. Uh so all right, next. We see the team being flown out by FBI agent Stasiak. He's back. Shea yeah. Wiggum back for the first time since Furious 6. If we remember, he gets punched in the nose by Brian and Too Fast, Too Furious? Is he in Too Fast? In the f- and then he comes the back. Baby? Like in, in the fourth in one. The, or is he in the fourth one? Yeah, okay. He's in the fourth Stasiak's one. Yeah, in the fourth and then he one. comes back yeah, yeah. in the sixth. When Brian already works for the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he comes back in six. Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, he uh, yeah, that's right, because Brian is on the run from the law in the second film at the beginning. Oh god, these films are so stupid. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he gets he gets them basically to a safe house where Mister Nobody worked out of apparently. Uh, yeah, and he kind of gives them like, the only mention of him. No concern yeah. for his safety. <laughs> they give him a whole like spill of like can't keep doing these favors. It's just like all right, cool. This makes no sense, but whatever. Because, uh, yeah, what is what is like fucking Stasiak get out of this? What is he's barely in these films and he's just honor here. for Brian, man. <laughs> Did you see his nose? I mean, his nose is yeah. fucked. Fuck Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Years later, his nose is still fucked. <laughs> we go back to 1989. It's after the crash. Now, the driver, Kenny Linder, who killed Jack Toretto, is paying his respects mm-hmm. by the car. Jacob tries to stop him and picks up a wrench. Dom comes in and sends Jacob off. Dom and the driver argue, and then Kenny punches Dom, who then proceeds to beat the shit out of Kenny with a wrench. So this is all the way back to the first Fast and Furious movie where Dom explains how he was incarcerated back in the day when he was younger, and this is the story. Mm -hmm. Dom is arrested, and Jacob watches him as he's getting taken into custody at the police station. And then we go back to the present where Jacob meets Otto, who's played by two Erstad Rasmussen. Oh, I forgot about this guy. Yeah. And his associate, Cypher, Charlie Theron, is held at their base in what can best be described as the plastic box that they kept Magneto in from X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. This is so strange. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, they they keep her in in the plastic box that they keep Magneto in, or the glass box they keep all of um, Joe's victims from that show. You on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, do they let her? There's no toilet there. Yeah. She's, How does she? No pee? cleaning How facilities. Yeah. Yeah. Where does she sleep? Well, she's got a does little box to. Uh, oh yeah. To, they could put a tray in, I guess. You know, yeah, but they, they put a tray in for her to do her tech stuff. Yeah, but, um, just put like a keyboard yeah. in. Just like there you go. A really old. That's the du- yeah. also the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> this scene made me laugh so much for two reasons. Yeah. One is because Charlize had to be the one to 
explicitly say that the Toretto's are mixed. Yeah. And um, she says that she looks at she looks at John Cena being like, I didn't I knew the Toretto's were of, of mixed blood, but I didn't know they had a bit of Nordic. In them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I lost my yeah. mind. It's so um, stupid because I think we were like, how is John Cena his brother? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I was like, I thought Dom was supposed to be half Cuban or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, so John Cena is fucking ginormous in this film yeah you know we talked about Gigantic. when fast five when Dwayne the rock johnson comes in and i'm like holy shit he's huge john cena yeah good god i don't know if it's because he's with smaller people in wwe he's always like <laughs> with like giant dudes but he makes perspective manipulators yeah, he makes everyone look so he's not like the tallest person but he's like at least six four probably he's pretty tall which is yeah. pretty tall but like he makes people look so tiny. Like he looks like Johnny Bravo. His proportions are fucking <laughs> stupid. His arms are disgusting and I don't get it. He never looked that huge in WWE. And I don't know if maybe it's cause he's wearing like armbands all the time. And it like somehow yeah. takes away from how disgusting also, his arms look. But look at this. He's in my in background. The WWE, when he is, when he is wearing t-shirts in, in the WWE, if I recall, they're not that tight. Oh no. John Cena's like baggy. Yeah. He likes like, his baggy. He's, he's, he's a rapper. Yeah. You know, he's a rapper. He likes no, his exactly. baggy shirts and his, his exactly. jorts. And I think it's that thing again <laughs> of like, I can't believe contractually John, um, Vin Diesel would let somebody look bigger than him. Yeah, I know. Um, John Cena's a like team player. You can tell the difference yeah, between no, like sure. the fights that they have. Like, yeah, they're like John Cena obviously is giving and taking. It seems so yeah. different than it seems than like so different than The Rock. The Rock and Vin Diesel and any other people The Rock's had to face. It just seems like he's definitely got something in his contract. Yeah. Whereas in this For film, sure. it's like John Cena. It's like that's the thing. He's just playing a character. I like, hated John Cena just... for so many years. Like you know, when it came to like wrestling, because he yeah. was Super Cena. He he like it's it just gets boring. He it's is, like yeah. you know he comes in and just beats everybody, and it's just like oh, for fuck's sake, like turn. And also, it's just the character he plays. And now I've come to like mm. respect him because he's gotten better at wrestling over the years. He like you know started yeah. having better matches. And also you respect the fact that like he's not going to go like I wanted him to be a bad guy so bad because I thought that would be great because he was a bad guy when he first came in and then he turned face and then he was just like goody two shoes guy. It's superhero man and he would never lose and it was just fucking annoying. But you would think, oh, man, if he goes bad, it'd be great. That's another thing why I like about this because he's a bad guy for the most of the film. He's a bad guy. He's great. Yeah, but also. This is like the the quickest bad guy to bestie transition <laughs> yeah. in the entire franchise. Absolutely, I would argue. <laughs> yeah. um, I also think, though, the, the 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 main difference for me that I've observed between you know Vin Diesel's fights with John Cena and and um, John Cena, I don't know why there was a lisp there, and uh, Vin Diesel versus The Rock is that I think Jacob as a character has more to do. Yeah, like Hobbs is this just like a very vague tracker guy yeah. but John Cena like but with Jacob you know what he's doing you know, Absolutely. he's a spy he's he used to be, you know he's a spy he's a mercenary he's got a backstory yeah. he has a different set of skills other than punching his fist through a dry, like to drywall yeah. you know like he he can he he knows how to hack stuff he knows how to he has a very wide skill set when it comes to weapons Absolutely. Um, even in Hobbs and Shaw you give this motherfucker a spin off and he's got zero backstory 
And it's it's like for sure. Don't like yeah. It's like he left his family in Samoa. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all you get. And you get like so much more with like Deckard Shaw. Yeah, like and his backstory with his sister and all that. And it makes it's why he's a more likable character. I don't know. It's like Hobbs is a weird one. It's like, dude, give this man a real backstory. Maybe I would care. But Jacob, yeah, yeah, he's great. John Cena is so good in this. Um, He he gets like basically. Uh, Cypher's trying to sway him into working for her, but he declines. But she's also given him a little bit of like, you know, like, fuck you sort of attitude. Yeah. But then she she's eventually kinda, ends yeah. up helping them to find the other half of Ares, Project Ares, which is in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, so yeah, Dom and the team are joined by woo, Mia Toretto, Jordana Brewster, yeah. who wishes to help as Jacob is her brother too. Dom is like reluctant to put Mia at risk, but she and Letty assured Dom that their children are safe with Brian. So you and I had this conversation last time we recorded, I think off air, but I was just like, I don't, I don't see Brian doing this. I know. I do. I know Paul Walker's dead and it's, it's much easier for them to be like, Oh, Brian's watching the kids. And I get what you're saying that because we had this conversation. You were like, Mia, it's her brother. Mia is going to like want to jump in. But I kind of feel like Brian is just the way his character is and the way he's like, really tries to look out for he misses the bullets yeah he said so himself he loves the action but he also loves mia and he doesn't want her to get hurt i just feel like brian wouldn't let her go off but i feel like mia also doesn't need his permission i think brian understands that she was like i'll tell my brother exactly she's a turtle that's the whole thing that's the whole thing (laughs) i'll tell my brother you hit me you better let me go. Oh my god! <laughs> no, Christ. she wouldn't. Like she's she's like her last name might be like her. She's still Mia Toretto. Yeah. Like I mean, she's married to Brian O'Connor, but she's still a Toretto. And I think Brian, more than anybody, understands that. Yeah. That, like Mia has to go. Um, I feel like Brian also would not have known that he has a, she has a brother, like another brother. Yeah. Do you, like, <laughs> like, do you think they have pillow talk and she's just like, you know, I have another brother? It's like. It's like, you know what? We have another brother. How come Dom hasn't said anything? It's complicated. <laughs> and then cut to the flashback that we get in the movie, which I think is is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So right, so Mia's back. Uh, they mm-hmm. debrief, though, first that um, <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they find out that Han, Sun King, has been working with Mr. Nobody. And they're like, okay. We got to figure this out. What's going on here? What's going on here? Again, mentioning Mr. Nobody, but not actually being like, oh, fuck. What about Mr. Nobody? (laughs) Where is he at? Uh, The team splits up and Letty and Mia go off to Japan to figure out what's going on with this Han situation. And Dom decides to go to L.A. to meet Buddy. But we go back. Yeah, here's your flashback. 1991, Mm -hmm. when Dom is serving his sentence, he meets a young Leo and Santos. Yeah. Return of the wacky Justin Lin subtitles that I actually kind of like now. I think I've, yeah. I've decided I do like them because they're really strange. I, I like they them. dance on screen and disappear. Really I like funny. them in this one. Yeah. They're not distracting in this one. Um, yeah. No one walks across them and makes them disappear. Yeah. Like, which is exactly. very weird. The wipe is gone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. So they're arguing about something. And then one of them mentions that there's a crack in the fuel line. And then that's where Dom recalls recalls that Jacob was working on the car the day that the father died. And he realizes that Jacob 
is responsible for the death. His father's death. <laughs> Before we get to the, the race, Leo and Santos now officially have the most backstory of any of these characters with how Dom <laughs> met them. And I love it because they're the two like yeah. characters that don't matter and get pushed on the rug. Besides Brian, but like these side characters that they keep bringing in, like Han doesn't even have this with with Dom. No, like we know officially no. now. We know they where know each they other. Met that each other. from a job, yeah, like, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Leo, he met Leon Santos in, in in jail. But yeah, we get to the race. Okay, so Dom is released and he goes to the L.A. street racing scene where. Jacob has been winning every race and he's the king of the castle. And we're not going to even mention like how tiny Jacob is and flashbacks and what, what juice does he get on after this? Because spy juice, Mr. Nobody juice. Just fucking think Mr. Nobody. Captain America is him. Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Dom confronts him and challenges him in arrangement that culminates with Jacob leaving town. If Dom wins this race. We get this car race scene. <laughs> Finally, some fucking nos. Yeah, um, we get a young Mia, um, a young lady, a young, Mia, a young Vince, a young, Vince, a young Jesse. Oh yeah, a young, hell can yeah. all be seen Shout in the Jesse. background. I like that. That's kind of nice that they put yeah. Jesse in there as well. It's a nice touch. Uh, but yeah, all of these people. Uh, I didn't notice it the first time around, but the second time I watched it, because you were like, "Oh yeah, they were all there," and I was just like, "Yeah." It they doesn't feel that I was obvious. Even static. It's like, is is it Letty who's like the one who uh, is starting the race? Like, go, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the way it's played, they don't talk to them at all. So it's like they don't. They don't. It's like, you can't. It's, you just have to make. You got to clock it. Yeah. <laughs> in the sense that, like, you got to clock what they're wearing. Because I did, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god, no, that's Vince. Oh my god, that's Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's Letty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is a pretty funny little scene. Jacob obviously loses, and he screams, no! Because no! he's dumb and hits the NOS too early. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, but yeah, that's the only car race we get in this entire fucking movie. Yeah, uh, that's how you lose a race, man. Bye-bye. Hitting the NOS too early. It's not in the last NOS we get, at least. Uh, yeah, thank God for that. All right, now we get into the sequence of the film where everyone's off on their own side missions. Uh, so yes. Dom goes and meets Buddy, who looks, who hooks him up with a Corona. So yeah, we get uh, Coronas back, and Dom yeah, doesn't even cool. bother to take a fucking sip of it, which is I think disgraceful. Rude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buddy took Jacob in after Jack died, and Dom basically kicked him out. And yeah. Buddy chastises Dom for taking away Jacob's family. And he tells him to make peace with the past and informing him that Jacob is in London. And Dom just fucks off really quick. Yeah. <laughs> is that the last we see of, he's like, of Merle? Of Buddy? Of Buddy? Yeah, that's the last we see of Merle. Uh, I think that's the last we see of Merle, which upset me because I was like, damn it. Michael Rooker's oh. so good. Like, he can play awesome. any role. He's so good. He plays Literally, his right. Like, chameleon. he can be like, He's such a bastard in so many things, but then he's so good at oh playing sort God. of like a nice, just normal person. <laughs> yeah, just like a, like a supportive old guy. Yeah. But also, I think like Michael Rooker is one of those actors that I remember seeing Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer being like, oh, God, yeah. oh my God, yeah. this guy can do anything. Yeah. And it really informs 
every other performance he's done, even just the little stuff, even, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. even Suicide Squad, where like there is uh, the James he knows Gunniverse. what he's in. Yeah, the James <laughs> Gunniverse. He knows what he's in. He knows um, how he can support other actors. Yeah. In those contexts, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Marl is fucking insane. Absolutely. Um, but he has such a good turnaround, doesn't he? Such a good Oh, man. Turnaround. Walking Dead. Ugh. Next season two. <laughs> <laughs> Letty and Mia arrive in Tokyo to search for Han. Having some ramen, they notice a uh, Mexican flag in a window. Dom has had that postcard, postcard from Han from that Mexico. day that Han was killed, which they he did have. So it, did. it's not like they just written this in. He did get a which postcard, I didn't remember, but I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, and it was an image of Mexico, and it was postmarked. Tokyo, but it was the same cross that they seem to all have. Uh, it's yeah. the Toretto cross. Um, and Han called Tokyo his Mexico, which made yeah. Letty and, and Mia, Mia go, Mia put two oh, and two together. Oh, yeah, the Mexican flag. Uh, oh, yeah, Han would shit. totally do that. Yeah. And then we cut to Roman and Tej arriving in Germany to meet Sean. In Berlin, yeah. Sean Boswell. Yeah, to, to- Lucas Black is back. With his high Lucas forehead. Black is, yeah. Twinkie is Bow back. Bow Wow is back. Bow Wow, who looks right. so old now. Holy shit. Yeah. And then Jason Tobin. Jason motherfucking Tobin is Earl Hugh. Yeah. Jason Tobin looks excellent. He looks great. Yeah, he looks The other exactly two look fucking stupid. <laughs> and it's the whole thing of like, I've had this question asked to me many times being like, okay, how long? between Tokyo Drift and the ninth film is it supposed to yeah. be because this is where the timeline fucks up. Because yeah. so, if Sean and a Twinkie are meant to still be like teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they're or, supposed to be like early 20s. <laughs> yeah, like they, ooh, yeah. but puberty was not kind to them. Also, why are they in Berlin now? What What's going exactly. on? Exactly. And why are they Why are they losers? fucking with like, rockets? <laughs> yeah, would you say why are they losers? Yeah, why are yeah. they freaking losing? Yeah, like, wasn't Sean, like, the fucking Drift King? What happened? Yeah. He What's going DK on? with, like, the hottest girl. And... Yeah, did he lose a race or something and he got kicked out? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? They're all there together. Why did they go there? Yeah. Why did Roman and Tej go there? They didn't explain this, yeah. really. They only did this to yeah. set up later, but by this point, they... They just go, oh, like Dom sent us, but like, like, oh yeah, Dom sent us. But they don't yeah. know about this, the the need to go to space yet. This hasn't been set up, so it makes no sense. It's kind of no. like a weird. It, that scene should have been a little bit later, I think, because it's like, yeah, because yeah, they they really they didn't know that they needed to go to space, yeah. but they, Dom knew to send Roman and Tej to to the Tokyo Drifts guys that were messing around with rockets. Yeah, so um, so. It's good to see the Tokyo Drift guys, though, because like, yeah, we've been saying it from the the get go of this whole series that Tokyo Drift is like the the weird film. It's the one that fucks with the timeline. It like has it's so many repercussions Uh, like of everything that happens from the series. It's so funny. And it's all fucking Justin Lin's fault because that's the weird bargain bin fucking film that he directed that has no reason to be as good as it is. And it's like, yeah. Is it good? Even, even I don't know. <laughs> is it even good? Yeah, it's the yeah. For some reason, it is the crux of the entire franchise. Yeah. God damn like, it! Like everything stemmed from there, from Han's little car crash. Um, 
You wouldn't believe it if someone told you. You wouldn't believe it. Like if no, you, exactly. if you're like me, and you you saw the first few films and you gave up after Tokyo Drift and you never got into the fucking franchise and you're doing it like the way I am, you'd just be so shocked to know that Tokyo Drift is like the crux of everything. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's uh, really funny. All right, so Dom arrives in London now and he meets Queenie Shaw, played by Helen Hell yeah. Mirren. Who's just ripped off exactly. some necklace from a jewelry store at some event thing. And she and Dom basically just go out on a wild ride evading the police as she steals a car. Uh, once again, a car chase yeah. through London. And she's driving the whole time. Oh, would you get the handbrake yeah. off? Like it's, <laughs> she gives him a Dominic Toretto. Just like Dominic Toretto. so good. Uh, that scene's great. Yeah. Yeah. So she's driving through London from the police telling Dom casually just having a casual conversation about Jacob's crew <laughs> and yeah. drives them to the location that she apparently helped set up for him. Yeah, which is like a like Diddy's white party yeah. but full of like white people. Yeah. Um we get the the girls dancing and stuff. Yeah. Cuz the obligatory yeah. girls dancing. Yeah. Got to have it. <laughs> Cuz we couldn't do that at the drag race. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There was no, there was nothing sexy about that drag race, so we needed it later yeah. in the film, uh, which makes no sense because it's only women at this thing. Yeah, like there's no guys the, apart and from the guy Otto and his, and the, his and Otto who talks about his dentist. Yeah. or his great dental plan because he's like a, the son of a dictator or some shit. Yeah, I don't know who he is. I don't get his. Friends. Yeah, it's so strange. Dom confronts Otto, so yeah, he's a son of a of a dictator apparently. Who I guess is trying to use stick it to his dad. Yeah, he's trying to stick it to his dad, <laughs> and he's trying to use the Project Project Ares. Ares to take over the world. I mean, it's so dumb. He's got his it's big so bastard dumb. henchman, who I don't think they ever really name in the film. Uh, no, and then he just has great teeth. Yeah, apparently. they just talk shit to each other, and then Dom goes in and he meets Jacob. Who, oh, and then they have that scene. Who tells Dom to leave. Incredible. And then Jacob pulls a gun out on Dom. Dom snatches it before Jacob pulls another gun out on their standoff. Yeah. And then they do the they 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 like take each other's guns, disarm them, and then rebuild them again. Yeah. Like each other's guns. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's the scene from the trailer. It's it's just that thing again of like John Cena is much more compelling to watch. Definitely. Um, as like an antagonistic force at least. Um, because you feel like, you know, Don is way out of his depth this time. Yes. Yeah. You know, Hobbs is just a cop, you know? Yeah. Um, I Although I am sort of, I have questions about yes. uh, how did Jacob, all right, so he got on the juice. Become a spy. But how did he become a spy? Yeah. And how is it that, the, like, did he, he, did he, did he get on the juice as a spy? Yeah, I mean. Or. <laughs> but also it's like. The alternative. How is it possible? I mean, because we're here. This is the final time I'm going to ask a question like this about street racers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're not even going to talk about Jacob. Because it's like, how it's does hard. that even happen? Whatever. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're back on the original question. Is how does Dom and his crew of street racers become the most world elite spies. This is the last time I'm going to ask this because it still doesn't make sense. But even more compounded now, the fact that it's Jacob is involved. And how is it possible that Jacob, who becomes a street racing spy, also his brother, just by chance, 
happens to become a street yeah. racer. It, it, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's that yeah, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Uh, which yeah, I think Mister Nobody recruited um, Jacob, and then Jacob was like really broody and sad one day, and he was like, "My brother kicked me up." Da, 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 da. And then Mister Nobody, eh? was like, wait, you have a brother? <laughs> There's another one of you. And then proceeds to like yeah, proceeds <laughs> to like exacerbate every yeah. complex Jacob has ever had about Dom <laughs> yeah. uh, by recruiting Dom. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Uh, so weird. <laughs> All right. So Otto basically has Dom apprehended by Interpol agents. Inner Lisa, mm-hmm. played by Cardi B, who is supposedly an Cardi. old friend of Dom, and she's a friend yeah. of Magdalene Shaw. She's in the back of this Interpol van with her crew of women that they don't really yeah, explain just like any Aza of this. Who helps them escape? And Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, <laughs> it's just they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and. She gives Dom Jacobs gun so that he can use it to track his biometric imprints. <laughs> and they try to explain this later. Or like, they're like, what? And Ramsey's just like, I mean, you won't believe like having the biometrics is going to help us trace him. So, and it's like, and then they know immediately where he's at. And it's just like, what? It's very Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, I had to, I'm sure you had to as well. Like, being you know immigrants in the uk i'm sure you had to give yeah. in your biometrics as well yeah but like why would an international super spy leave a trail like yeah i don't you know i don't I mean? think if i go and hide myself in like a hole underground somewhere in like yeah. in the middle of the night somewhere out in the middle of nowhere that they're going to be able to find me just because they have my biometrics detail on file exactly <laughs> yeah maybe cause, they because your biometrics your biometrics aren't GPS. Like they're not. That's <laughs> yeah, not how that works. No, that's what it makes um, it feel like, though. Because <laughs> otherwise, that conversation so makes no sense. Zero uh, sense. All right, so we're back in Tokyo. Letty and Mia, and they're in Han's apartment. Uh, well, this apartment with the Mexican flag that they just walk they into. Don't know that it's Han's just yet. Um, and then and they encounter L, played by Anna Sawai, who is in the apartment. And then a group of men attack them for whatever reason. And a big fight scene occurs with all three women kicking ass. It's pretty fun. Kicking ass. Uh, they all get in, get in some good licks. It's nice to see like Mia and Letty get some good fight scenes. I mean, yeah. Letty always gets at least something sometimes. Oh, I'm but, so glad to see but Mia, yeah, Mia fight. Yeah, and then yeah. Elle's a badass as well. So yeah, she's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so they're kicking ass. Uh, Mia kind of, sorry, Letty kind of ends up like knocking one of the dudes out of the window and they're out on the ground, and all these other guys start to appear. And then a mysterious person snipes them from far away, saving the three women. And then it's revealed that it's Han Lu. Justice for Here Han. Here comes the boy. Justin Lin said that he didn't realize like that Justice for Han was a thing until he was doing yeah, like a really. I think it was like a fifty. Sorry, no twentieth. 15 or 20th anniversary screening of better luck tomorrow. So they're like at this event in California. Um, and Sung Kang is there obviously. And they're mm-hmm. like talking to each other. And it's like someone asking, you know, in the audience about it, like, Oh, like just hashtag justice for Han. What do you think about that? And he's like, what? And the person had to explain it to him. He's like, yeah, there's like people online who are just like, dude, why did you kill Han like that? And like, yeah, it sucks. Like you know, we we miss Han, and like everybody on the internet's like wanting Han back, and then he's just like, 
and then we got Hanba. All right. <laughs> and he gave He's us. Like, All he right, gave let's us do it. that. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I like. I mean, it's stupid because, yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but whatever. It doesn't because, like, if Han is still alive, the seventh film was all for nothing. Yeah, because like the whole thing was like, oh, we're gonna avenge this guy that killed my family. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, and then it turns out, and then one, Shaw becomes their bestie. Yeah. And two, Han is still alive. So all's, all's fair that ends well. I don't know the saying, um, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. I mean, um, because there's like a lot of things we're going to have to like answer here uh, because mm. like, yeah, like they kind of just went with it at the, in Fate of the Furious. I know there's a bit of erasure of Fate of the Furious and, um, and, you know, Hobbs and Shaw. But and Hobbs and Shaw as well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, all right, well, Shaw's like, yeah, he sort of just was hanging out with you, you know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. Okay, so Tej, Roman, and Ramsey, they meet up with Dom in Edinburgh, where Jacob is using an electromagnetic field to disrupt security cameras in the area in order to steal the second Ares device. They're thinking, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to, like, you know, come above ground and like you know just be driving around and get away that way uh-uh they realize Mm-mm. he's taken to the skies hell yeah <laughs> Dej and, speed sky mission baby Dej and roman are compromised when they find the magnetic device inside of a delivery <laughs> truck after they beat down some men who are posing as delivery drivers because roman sees that they have cauliflower ear okay and then they fight their way out with Ramsey who doesn't know how to drive getting bullied into commandeering the truck with the magnet inside and accidentally turning on the magnet yeah. inside for some pretty sick fight like yeah moment. there's a lot of cool fighting in the back of that truck yeah and she goes off to yeah. chase Otto who's driving around in some stupid ass car it's I don't even know what Otto is doing it doesn't even make sense or matter it doesn't he doesn't but yeah, meanwhile, Dom yeah. notices that Jacob is ziplining between the buildings in Edinburgh. <laughs> after he has Incredible scene. Stolen the second Incredible. piece. Imagine <laughs> Jacob Toretto is just flying over somebody's three-person Edinburgh Fringe show. Yeah. And it is <laughs> the highlight of, of my life. Um, I mean, that is so the dumb. new Fringe. This is like, you know, this is what yeah. they're doing now. He's literally, ziplining. Yeah, that's what they're doing now. Yeah, Jacob Toretto <laughs> is doing... Uh, an hour on his zip line yeah throughout theater. all of edinburgh that is every show <laughs> it um, culminates with yeah. uh dom running across the rooftops like a maniac and jumping across yeah. the buildings it, it culminates with the audience's phones <laughs> it culminates with the audience's phones being stolen via giant magnet yeah. um <laughs> which is so fucking stupid the magnets <laughs> god damn it uh, yeah, so they're fighting. They he gets speared through a window, and they fight inside of this this uh, building they're in. And it's kind of cool, cool little fight between Dom and Jacob. Uh, before Jacob just jumps out the window onto a sightseeing bus. How did he fucking know there was a sightseeing bus coming? But whatever, was he planning to just like land on the ground? I don't know. But anyway, he lands perfectly on this bus. Dom jumps after him. He lands on the bus as well, and then they just start this big chase. 
because they're fighting through the or city, just car hopping, jumping on yeah. cars. Dom looks clearly CGI'd. It's really funny looking. Um, <laughs> it's like they made his CGI character a little bit bigger than he actually is as well, which was kind of funny. Like Don Cheadle in Space Jam too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the six yeah. foot four version of Don Cheadle is my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> oh God, yeah, because he's so thin yeah. and tall. Blech. So Otto's like, I don't really know what he's doing. I guess he's trying to like catch up with Jacob to get yeah. him because uh, Jacob has the other piece of berries. But then like Ramsey's running his trying to run his car off the road and she's driving around. She's still fucking with the magnets. The magnets are going everywhere. Jacob ends up like in a car that he steals yeah. from a guy. And then um, it, it's great, too, because all these guys have like Scottish accents and it's so funny. Yeah. Like, so Dom gets in, in the fucking delivery truck and him and Ramsey end up using the fucking magnets to pull Jacob's yeah, car. To pull Jacob into the side of the truck. And I don't remember if Roman and Ted were, were in the They were definitely still in there though. They were, Wouldn't they have gotten right? crushed? With, yeah, when they've been dead, um, and then I kind of oh maybe they got to the front. What about all point, the other right? I was like that's weird metallic shit that the magnet should have pulled at that moment? But it's just that's the fucking car. It's selective. It's selective. Yeah, it's selective These magnets. magnetism. Magnets. Yeah. Magnets. Magnets. Motherfucking magnets. magnets. How do they work? Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets. How do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse were right. Because they're talking about I these magnets. They were seeing into the future. They believe in miracles. And I believe these are miracle magnets. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, like, what's going on? How do they work? <laughs> How do they work? Indeed. They, yeah, they, the, the, the magnets, which I thought was super hilarious, is like this, like, what do you call it? Jacob's team signature. Yeah. Because the plane in the beginning that picks him up, giant magnet plane. Yeah. Now um, we know. That's how that happened. Yeah, now we know. And then giant magnet truck. And then I love I love the use of the magnets the first time the the the, fa- the familia get their hands on them because Roman is just eating his lunch, yeah. minding his own damn business. <laughs> and then Ramsey and Tej decide to turn the magnets on and completely um, overthrow his. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, Roman essentially has very bad lunch. Yeah. Because of the magnets. Man, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to get that line in again. Otto returns to his base to get his men to get Jacob back. And he's like, I'll pay anything. Money's not an option. And then he also recruits Cypher to basically help help. him. But Cypher basically like talks shit to him where she's like, He's trying to say he's like fucking Han Solo. I'm Luke Skywalker. He keeps talking about fucking like get Chewbacca. So there's a lot of Star Wars references here from Otto. And for what? And then she basically just calls him Yoda because he's a fucking puppet. (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, sick burn. Yeah, so they're all at the Toretto safe house now. Uh, It's Mr. Nobody's safe house, I guess. And Jacob's being held in a cell and... Han reveals that Giselle was a former CIA operative. They've rewritten her history uh, working with Mr. Nobody. 
and that Mr. Nobody really liked her and he trusted her. So if she, if she trusted him, then he feels like he could trust her. So Han, who was grieving over Giselle's death, was assigned by Mr. Mm-hmm. Nobody to steal Project Ares from L's home in Tokyo. In Tokyo. And he, when he does this, he witnesses men come in to kill her parents. So he decides to save her because he sees her cowering. He didn't know she was there. He didn't know anything about her, but he realizes the situation saves her and he takes her in and he trains her to survive. But then we learn that L's DNA, here we go, some dumbass bullshit here, <laughs> is the final component or the key, if you will, to making Project Ares work. So when so Mr. Nobody informed Han that one of his agents went rogue, the two used Deckard Shaw to fake Han's death for him to protect L. So if this is the case, oh, we'll get to it later. Why does, this is so stupid. It's, it's so like I'm okay with it. It's like accidentally it's weird. retconning Furious Seven, which is fine. Like yeah. it's not even that big of a deal, but like, <laughs> yeah. what a waste of. Oh man, I just keep thinking back to like you see the thing about street fights. The street <laughs> always wins. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Clearly, Mister Nobody is winning. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. Otto comes in and he attacks the safe house and he frees Jacob who had been listening to everything that had been said. And Oh my God. My favorite part when Han comes back and he like, everybody's like hugging him and crying or whatever. And then you, it's a smash cut to Jacob behind bars, just glaring. Like yeah. I wish I was a part of a family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kills yeah. Me this is like totally those uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, family Dominic Toretto memes, you know, coming like coming to life, just like Jacob crying yeah. behind a wall, just like oh, family. Uh, so yeah, Otto comes in, he attacks, he frees Jacob. Jacob reveals that he was Mister Nobody's rogue agent. Okay, not Deckard yeah. Shaw. And Jacob also reveals that in 1989, Jack had been in massive debt, and then he was planning to throw that race. So he had Jacob to tamper with the car. But the plan went awry, causing the car to mm-hmm. explode. And Jacob and Otto kidnap Elle because they know that she's the fucking the key. The key. And they take again. the second Ares device and now they have Project Ares and Key. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> what am I watching? Uh The Avengers or something like it. Alright, so we get to a pretty funny scene here. Alright, so the team are still being surrounded by Otto's crews and they decide to turn the magnets on and mm-hmm. they knock all the guns and also the clips from these fucking like smoke grenades out oh, yeah. on onto the magnets. Keep, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they get pulled and all the dudes, the soldiers and stuff like basically are de- disarmed and they have. Yeah. Smoke going all over the place and the team runs. So they run, they get out through this weird Ninja Turtle sewer system, but they're also on this weird yeah. platform that's very Star Wars as well. It's so strange. Like this, what is this hideout? And <laughs> they're going up through this like ladder 
to go out, but Dom <laughs> decides to stay behind. It makes no it, sense like, why he does this. Sacrifice himself. Why would he like, do he this? He locks the door. He locks the door. Everybody's out. Him and Letty have one final look at each other. And then he's like, Dom, no. And then Dom's like fighting all these guys. And suddenly he grabs onto two chains. <laughs> Not two chains, the rapper, but two chains. <laughs> yanks them and then pulls that entire platform down into the water. It's There's so, water underneath them. It's so stupid. The fighting he's is like insane too. Yeah, he goes like Hulk mode. He goes like Bane breaking Batman's back at one point. Like and just crash. Bane is a lot closer to to what he was doing than the Hulk. Yeah, Yeah, he goes full Bane. He goes insane. It's it's so crazy. The fucking fight is so unbelievable and dumb. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he pulls the fucking place down and he falls into the water and then he goes into this weird trance thing where he's like, yeah, yeah, seeing into the past and he's seeing basically the events through Jacob's eyes now, basically. Yeah, like. And but like, oh, his dad's in a lot of debt and he's been hiding, you know, these secret phone calls and and um he's in his old house again. It's all very like yeah. um this is when what I would not expect from a fast and furious movie. This is the kind of shit if you have a middle child, you sh- like a you know, a mid- if you're if you're like you know, one of three or something like that, kids and there's there's a middle sibling. And you're like the older one. You should go like grill yeah, them to see around, what they yeah. know. Like you should be like, yeah, yeah. what do you know? What does mom and dad? Like, what do you observe? What, did dad, yeah. what does dad tell you that he won't tell me because I'm the oldest and he won't tell the youngest yeah. one because they're the youngest. What does yeah. he tell you? Because he's got to have some secrets. Because Jacob had all exactly. the secrets. Jacob knew all yeah. the family debt issues. He knew that he mm. was going to help his dad throw this That's race. why he's the spy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's the spy. Because he couldn't come to Dom about it. Yeah. Know, I wouldn't know. I'm a firstborn, just <laughs> like Dominic Toretto. Um, All right. So we get into the closing action sequence as we're wrapping up the film. So Otto is somehow launched a satellite into orbit where Jacob and L activate Project Ares Project device, Ares which is to be uploaded into the satellite. What is this to technology? All the weapons in the world. She um, touches this it thing. It can basically hack into anything. And I'm like, Okay, so weapons is what you're going to do. I would hack banks. I yeah. would hack, I don't know, streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you can get Disney Plus for free with this thing. <laughs> dude, dude, you can get AMC Plus, dude. Like, um, but like, what is this technology? It's like a this Project Ares thing is just like a big, weird basketball looking thing. And she sticks her hand on it and it turns green. And then they stick it into this hovering thing that it just hovers and it goes in a circle and then like this machine turns on. How do they have mm-hmm. like how do they have like whatever it is to activate Project Ares, like whatever machine it is that's got the weird gravity thing that's holding it and making it spin around? It like I don't understand. It makes zero sense. It doesn't it's make okay. sense. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, my brain hurts. It ruins it yeah. if you think about it too much. Yeah, sorry. I needed you to remind me. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, they they plan to wait for Ares to upload into the satellite while moving through to Bilsey, Georgia in a armored truck. So yeah, that's where we're at. And Dom Letty yeah, they're in Tbilisi for some Tbilisi, reason yeah. because Why are they Otto there? has uh rockets there. <laughs> His parents have rockets there. <laughs> because <laughs> um, he's yeah he's a little prick and um, so they're driving they're driving they're driving and the, the gang comes up from behind these yeah. armored trucks 
Good God. Armed with magnets. Magnets, um, magnets. How do they work? How do they work? Um, and it's probably my favorite. I think it's like the, the marker of Han's return is him driving a little orange sports car. And, yeah. Han gets some cool shit in this, place. man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because he yeah. he's riding with Mia, right? Like, yeah. So Han and Mia are in this car. They're driving up. And yeah, so Dom and Letty are kind of in the front, just like dealing with some other dudes in the big the big truck and shit. And yeah, Han and Mia, they come driving in this this fucking orange sports car, crash into the back of some like weird truck thing. They get inside of it and they have this like really badass fight. And like Elle's yeah. there as well. And they're like having this really cool fight. Like Han's just being a badass. It's awesome. And he like he like turns one of the magnets and throws it at the guy, and then the guy just shoots out yeah. of the truck, of yeah. the back doors, and it's awesome. Yeah, but he also pulls um, the dude's grenade clip as he like sends him off, oh, and the yeah, guy's yeah, like, yeah. "You're gonna kill us all," and he's just like fucking ejects yep. him from the thing while pulling his parachute cord as well. And the guy flies out with the parachute cord, <laughs> like parachute goes out, and he just in the air and explodes in the air. It's like what the fuck? There's a lot of that That's- like crazy yeah. shit happening where they'll kill like um they'll kill, they'll kill like, like bad guys and henchmen and stuff but they do so much dangerous shit like throughout like the edinburgh scene and then this to to bill c georgia scene so like they are like they're like definitely gonna kill innocent bystanders but they yeah, never show a lot that of, stuff there's a lot of destruction yeah yeah <laughs> that, that might be like fast 10 or 11 just dealing with the consequences of the, the, yeah. the mass destruction they've they've waged all over the world um what i find really funny about this sequence is that jacob finds out that otto has essentially double crossed him for cypher yeah um <laughs> uh, which is stupid and again triggers the quickest uh, bad guy to bestie shift in the entire franchise because suddenly yeah. Jacob is like oh, they, they're wrong for some reason <laughs> I don't even remember why he suddenly decided to help Dom yeah but, um, it also it was a- oh because because oh I remember because that big guy tried yeah to yeah so yeah. they yeah Mia and Han they breached the truck Jacob is betrayed by Otto and mm-hmm. Jacob like fights Otto's big bastard henchman on top of the truck And then he gets thrown off. And again, Dom swoops in to catch him. (laughs) And Mia helps him onto the fucking big ass armored truck that they're on. And Mia just like gives him the orange sports car (laughs) to drive off in. So he fucks off. And he absolutely does. Yeah. And then Dom and Letty, they're attempting to flip the armored truck using the magnets. And they're trying to get under the tires. But. Yeah, there's a lot of magnet use going on. It's really silly. And yeah, Letty can't get up there. And Jacob's using the car, the orange sports car. So he has a radio so he can hear them talking to each other. And yeah, and then he, he turns he, around. He just decides to come back. And he's just like, yeah. I can make it up there. I'll help you out. <laughs> they like get into the front of this truck with these magnets and yeah. the front wheels and flip the fucking thing. It's very reminiscent of like the Dark Knight. You know, when they flip that fucking Or that truck. scene with Brian on the bus. Yeah. And he, like, turns the bus over. Yeah. yeah. Good God. It's so silly. Um, I'm sure that's probably real. I don't have enough information about this stuff because it's so new. Mm-hmm. About, like, But it's Justin Lin. Yeah. You know? But I'm assuming that does. was real. Because Justin Lin loves yeah. doing real shit. 
And here we go. Something that he really wanted to do. <sighs> Meanwhile, Tetch and Roman, they enter orbit. <laughs> With the assistance of Earl and Sean, we were flying the a best part big ass the jet movie. plane. Big ass jet into the and upper on top atmosphere. Of is yeah, Tesh and Roman in a Pontiac Fiero <laughs> with a rocket strapped to it. <laughs> they get as high as orbit. they can. Yeah, and he bl- yeah. they blast them off into orbit. And yeah, Tesh and Roman, they're out in space. It's <laughs> they get to space with the help of NOS. So I think yeah. if NASA considered, you know, yeah, save a little money, um, just use NOS. Save a little, just use some NOS. Yeah, you don't but don't do it too early because yeah. then you're going to lose the quarter mile Absolutely. about the atmosphere. Yes. So. Um, so yeah, they're they're up there, and they they get to the satellite, and they try to use what magnets to destroy the satellite, but it indeed. doesn't work. It doesn't work. So they use NOS to rocket boost to rocket boost them through the satellite. Can you rocket like rocket fuel? No, destroying um, it just but... before Ares can be uploaded. Justin Lin wanted to do this for real i think in space i don't think i don't that's awesome. i think he knew he probably couldn't do sp- i think he wanted to use a weather balloon to send like a okay. car up and somehow film this in a way that oh he's God. got like maybe like while they're taking everything up into the atmosphere and like i think he was just like the the money doesn't work it's not going to work. No. And he's like, I've if, had you know, experience. If commercial space travel, when, when that becomes a thing, <laughs> um, many filmmakers I know will, you know, do yeah. whatever they can to colonize the moon and recreate Ad Astra for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do hope Ludacris and Tyrese consider going up into, you know, space either one of the, yeah, yeah, into the Bezos plane or the Elon plane or the yeah. plane. I mean, rocket or the, the, the Richard Branson one. Um, it'll be horrible or they could just do it themselves they're both I feel like yeah. all of their cumulative wealth um, they can might afford be able at least one seat you know like, one well, seat yeah way. between the two of them they're gonna sandwich their um, asses together to make one seat I think they could easily like afford a seat together you know like both of them yeah like cause like both of them yeah for I'm sure. pretty sure that dude just paid like a million dollars to go up with Branson oh, so I mean they've got sick. that <laughs> they got that. They for sure got that. They're gonna Ludacris should buy out the plane. And then Ludacris had that off of Act of Fool alone. You know exactly. Exactly. But, um, I mean, spend you know. the Act of Fool royalties <laughs> on space travel royalties. Yeah. But I love the bit where like all the CGI candy wrappers yeah. start to, to float oh, up yeah. because they've hit you know, zero gravity. Eat? <laughs> I eat when I'm nervous. It's so good though. These two up in space. It's so stupid. It's perfect. But it's It's really funny. And they destroyed the satellite before Ares can be uploaded and the day is saved. Yeah. And they can't get down until they like realize that there's like a space station or something nearby. (laughs) And then I think he would have exploded from difference in in, the lack of oxygen alone. But Roman sticks his head out and waves at the space station. We come in yeah, peace. Which proves again he is indestructible. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the end though, because Cypher, who mm. is uh appearing to be flying in a jet, arrives to bomb the truck. Okay, so they're they've apprehended this truck because like Dom and Ramsey made it inside of the truck. And they are trying to shut down the whole Ares thing. And they're inside this truck. So 
they fight with Otto and like so Cypher comes in with this jet she's it seems like she's got a she's in a jet and she's attempting to kill Dom but she fails she ends up killing Otto instead as Dom escapes but Dom's like in this fucking truck and he flips it down this cliff somehow by his sheer bane strength oh it's so stupid like He's a, he's a superhero. What is going on? He got on? juice too. He's a spy. He's like, um, he flips it down this fucking cliff and he somehow lands on this cliff and just like gets the truck back on its wheels. It's so stupid. It's just as stupid as earlier in the film when he like swings across a rope bridge with the cable. It's like these two really unbelievable moments that he does. And it's so dumb. They get stupider and stupider. And then he allows the truck to ricochet into Cypher. I guess he like jumps mm. out and he and destroys Cypher's plane. But it turned out that Cypher was in a drone simulator all along, and the jet was actually just a drone. And she walks off, Damn. setting up Cypher She's definitely to gonna be, be the villain in the next movie. In this, the tenth movie. <laughs> I wish they would have just killed her at this point. Yeah. I like. I'm Charlie glad they Theron, like shot like, Otto to hell. Yeah. Um. But also, we'll get to that. Yeah. Later. So Jacob arrives in Dom's car and gives him his keys back, and Dom tells him that there's a lot of people that'll be after him, and he hands him back the keys, and he's like, "Someone once gave me a ten second car. Someone once gave me a." <laughs> he reconciles with jacob forgiving him for his role in his father's death mia tells jacob that she lost him once and that she's not going to lose him again and then jacob takes dom's car and he escapes and then yeah we see like the spaceship spotting tej and roman who bring them back to earth and then we get the family barbecue scene as any fast and furious movie to end the film <laughs> They're about to Familia, say grace. Sunday dinner, yeah. They're about to say grace. Also, uh, uh, Santos is there, right? Yeah, Santos is there, but not Leo. Hey, barbecue, yeah, but not yeah. Leo because he opened a restaurant in, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn that has shitty food, but the, the hipsters, hipsters will eat, eat anything. Yeah, good yeah. joke. Um, good, great joke. Hipsters, wow, they're so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so they're preparing to say grace, and Tom's like, "Oh, we do have an empty seat." <laughs> And then Brian's car just comes yeah, zooming in. Yeah, pulls up in the driveway, kinda, which I teared up. Yeah, at. it's kind of nice. Oh, in the alive? theater, just like, still alive. yeah. There's, there's been talks about Brian coming back. I mean, his brothers would have to do yeah. that, right? Like Paul Walker's brothers, as they did this album. Yep. Um, there's talk. I don't know if it's going to happen, but there's talk. Yeah. All right. There's so talk. that's the end of the movie, but ooh, sort of. We have a mid credit scene. Deckard Shaw, mm-hmm. he's seen beating the shit out of a punching bag. Mm-hmm. And you hear some murmurs and he unzips it. And it's just some man stuffed in there that he's beating the shit out of. And yeah. uh, I don't really know what he's trying to get, but he already has the information. He's just beating him up anyway. And here's a knock at the door. A knock. Yeah. And is surprised when he opens it to see. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I, I gagged. I screamed. I didn't see it the first time I saw it in theaters because we had to get out of there because, you know, COVID. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I watched it at home, I was like, wait, what? Oh, so you didn't a... see this until the second time no, around? No, oh, I didn't until, yeah, I, until the second I, time around. I stayed because I, I knew that there was there would probably be something. So I stayed. Yeah. 
it was it was like oh god here we go but also i'm kind of like oh what are they god. gonna do though because they've like retconned it in a way that like han knew yeah. that he was gonna be killed so he wasn't i'm excited killed. to see it so what though? are they gonna I'm do excited. now I'm excited to see whatever the hell those two do because I think that might be an interesting combination. Yeah, the new... just because Han is is so relaxed and and um, Deckard is relaxed in a different way. Yeah. Like he's super like suave and chill, but he's not Han. He's not laid back. Is what I'm trying to say. Do you, so that'd be interesting. Do you think Shaw appearing in F9 has anything to do with the reason why Dwayne the Rock Johnson may not do another film? Oh, maybe. But I feel like Jason Statham doesn't get involved in beef, and he yeah. just did that because he thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Um. And then The Rock took it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I'm speculating celebrity drama here. Also, um, do you... Which I do professionally. Do you think anyone's, you know, maybe pitched Fast and Furious Presents Han and Shaw? I would love to see it. <laughs> I would love to be in it. Um. Yeah. Once again, uh, just putting it out there, manifesting for the future. I would love to be fast and, in Fast and Furious presents Han and Shaw. Um, that would be sick. That'd be so good. <laughs> That'd be so good. But get Vanessa Kirby back, it'd be a hit. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. wrap this up. Principal photography on this film began in June 24, 2019. It leaves Leavesden Studios in Hertfordshire, England. Filming also took place in Los Angeles, Edinburgh, London. Tbilisi, Georgia, Georgia, and yeah, they actually did that in Tbilisi, Georgia, not Atlanta, because they they always film in Atlanta, Georgia. They always shoot. But Atlanta, they actually yeah. went to actual Georgia, actual Georgia, in the Georgia, the country. Uh, yeah. The film would also shoot in Thailand for the first time ever. Assuming they did that for the Tokyo Double for scenes, Tokyo, yeah. And filming wrapped in November of 2019. So let's get into the music real quick. Brian Tyler back doing the score for the film um as you know usual action mm-hmm. you know franchise mu- music nothing special yeah that we get but then we get the soundtrack to the film mm-hmm. which was released in june of 2021 with the singles leading i won by ty Dallasine. uh we got jack harlow and 24k golden on that track Pretty fun. I only know who Ty Dolla Sign yeah, is. Yeah, I don't uh, know hardly any of these guys, but that song's pretty fun. And I really like that song. Um, then you got the late Pop Smoke. Um, yep. And Skepta do a track mm-hmm. called Lane Switch Off. Yeah, it's a great song. Great Lane song. Switch Off. Yeah, I really like that song. Uh, we also get Fast Lane by uh, Don Tolivar, Lil Dirt, mm-hmm. Lato. We get Bussin' Bussin' by Lil Tecca. And we get another... All right, so I'm not sure what my... These are kind of like my favorite songs. I really love Lane Switcher, which is a really yeah, fun song. A, I, I really like that song. We also get Bushido by Good Gas and JP the Wavy, which is pretty cool sounding. And then one of the coolest things is this remix of Breathe by The Prodigy. It's done by mm. Liam H. and Renee Levice. That features RZA rapping over top of it. It's like a yeah, really yeah. cool song. So yeah, there's a few like kind of sweet songs, and I kind of like that. In the last, you know, time we're going to be talking about music in a Fast and Furious movie for a while until we ever do yeah. like ten. We get a good soundtrack. Yeah, we get a pretty decent one. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, because like, man, there's been a few that kind of sucked. 
you know. To kind of flop. But I feel like the thing with Fast and Furious soundtracks is that they always, they're listening to, to, to not specifically, you know, recognizable trends, but these are all artists that are coming up this, you know, in the last two years or so. Yeah. I mean, not Ty Dolla Sign or Skepta. Yeah. Or Pop Smoke, obviously, but like, um, there are some names on there that I knew of because I've heard of them on TikTok or mm-hmm. I've heard of them on Instagram or Twitter and not because I listen to anything Ty Dolla Sign is on. I'm just going to put that out there. He is great on most features that he's done and his like last album, even though it's pretty long, um, it's pretty decent and Pop Smoke um, had some really, really great hits. So it was cool to hear those, um, to those guys on there. But yeah, um, I they're think, always super I think like on trend, I think. Justin Lin has maybe a little bit to do. Maybe? Maybe has a little bit to yeah. do with it? Because, you know, like uh-huh. directors, like, you know, or can be pretty hands-on when it comes to like about music, music yeah. and stuff in their films. And sure. I mean, just think about how awesome the music was in like, Tokyo Drift. Oh yeah, that's what the, like the music that, in Tokyo Drift. Bushido like, song yeah. kind of has that vibe where it's just like this cool, yeah. like because I think those are in the Tokyo that's playing in the Tokyo scene. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like cool. It's nice, nice to hear. Um, I mean, like Hobbs and Shaw was decent as well. The soundtrack was cool, but yeah, there but was a couple really in that like, middle bit that were kind of weird. Yeah, just not much. Had to But this sounded like some, like it knew what it sounded yeah. like. You know, yeah, like yeah. it was quite cohesive. Whereas I think Fate of the Furious, like I don't remember anything from it other than a you know Kalani song, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't even a Kalani song. It was a G Easy song. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like that. <laughs> um, I like uh, Jeezy. <laughs> Well, after being pushed back by the release of Hobbs and Shaw, F9 and was... And the coronavirus. And the coronavirus, yeah. But F9 was originally set to open in the 22nd of May, 2020. But obviously, it got pushed back due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The new release date was April 2nd, 2021, taken over Fast and Furious 10, which was supposed to be that date. But in early October 2020, it was pushed back yet again to May 28th, 2021, in order to avoid competition with No Time to Die, the latest Bond which film. Which I still which haven't seen. Again, got which has pushed not back been out yet. to yeah. November 2020. <laughs> and then it got pushed back again to September yep. 2021. Just a joke, that film. Between that and Venom, which one's going to get pushed back more and more? Because Venom just got pushed back again. It was supposed to be released like very soon, and I'm it got pushed. Devastated. Back. <laughs> just it's going to be the film of the there year. Be carnage. Let Come there. On. Yeah. My God. Just let there be carnage. <laughs> my God. Um, well, F9 had its world premiere in South Korea on the 19th of May, 2021, and it was finally released in June, 2021. As of August, 2021. F9 has grossed $171.3 million in the United States and Canada and $491.2 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $662.5 million. The film made $30 million on its first day, including $7.1 million from a Thursday night preview. And then both, both of these were like the best such totals of the pandemic period and yeah in the u.s and canada f9 was projected to gross 55 to 65 million dollars from four uh four thousand one hundred and seventy nine theaters in its opening weekend but it went on to debut 
to $70 million, which was the highest grossing weekend since Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which was $72.4 million in December of 2019. So yeah, fucking kicked ass. <laughs> it's opening Not weekend. Bad. People were oh, ready yeah. to go back to see this shit. I sure as hell was. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, it had some mixed reviews. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. I liked it. It was pretty fun. I loved it. I loved it. So, it was so much fun. So normally, Ariane, we would uh, we would do our mm. rankings, and it's our final rankings. Yeah. But I think because oh, we're going to release this on the same day as our wrap-up for this episode, yeah. we'll save it for the wrap-up episode. Yeah. We where will. we'll reassess yeah, yeah. everything. I'm going to try to watch Tokyo Drift one more time. I keep talking well. about that. So yeah, that's it. I mean, what's the future have in store for the Fast series? So we got parts one and two of the untitled 10th movie, which would be 10 and 11 or whatever. Fast 10, your seatbelts should be the title of the 10th one. <laughs> what about Furious? Or Furious, with the one but and they the spelt it with the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my two options yeah, for it. But, I like um, that. What the hell would 11 be? the final the last ride yeah okay cool. right. yeah, I got this yeah we have uh, spinoff movies so Hobbs and Shaw 2 what's going on with that who knows the Letty Ortiz uh, film yeah please. we got uh, women a woman led uh, Fast and Furious film apparently is in the works which would feature yeah. Cypher so maybe Letty is involved maybe Mia maybe Ramsey maybe Ramsey. all these other women being involved maybe me maybe um. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so who knows but as we've said we will pick up and these films drop eventually one day if we're still doing this podcast we'll do an episode mm-hmm. for it so and we'll drop it into the franchise feed so just stay tuned for that but yeah this is the end of season one mm. like i said yeah. we do have one more episode that's gonna drop as this episode's out, so it's already in your feed that acts as a wrap-up to the whole series where we will do our final rankings and we'll also announce our plans for season two franchise. Hell yeah. So feel free to check that out when you're done with this episode. That's it, Ariane. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, we're done. We did it. <laughs> we're done. We're done. I feel like we're gonna get most of our here our uh, wrap up in the final episode that's in the next mm-hmm. the next episode in the feed so uh, go check it out there we'll do our final bits but as always you can follow us at breadcrumbs pod on twitter and instagram and you can learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com and if you want to leave us a review on apple Podcasts, it would really help us and we appreciate you listening to mm-hmm. us. If you want to leave us a nice review, feel free to. It. it really helps us grow the podcast and uh, helps more people find us. So, yeah, if you've been liking what we do here, um, if you've, you know, begrudgingly started watching the Fast and Furious movies because of us, <laughs> let us know. We'd love to yeah, know. Yeah, I want um, So, yeah. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> she's not listening to this. She's not listening <laughs> she's to this. this. We couldn't all. get her to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, listen to the next episode. We'll give our final wrap ups of everything. And also stay tuned for season two dropping in October 2021. Okay, sorry. Let's just say we're coming back uh, from the dead, Marianne. Yeah, we are coming back. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's that's very clever of you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, listen to this next episode. We'll have a proper proper send off. Proper proper wrap up. Yeah. Right. Proper send off for the the fast saga. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.